Hi, I'm Jane Velez Mitchell, New York Times bestselling author and TV journalist. And this is Unchained TV's Voice America podcast. For the next hour, you will hear the solution to most of the problems that plague our world. And it's a solution mainstream media ignores, even though it only requires us to make one simple change. Want to know what it is and transform your life? Let's get started. We are live, and I am so delighted and honored to have two of my heroes from White Coat Waste, Anthony Bellotti, the president, and Justin Goodman, senior vice president. This organization has some breaking news for you about ending a torturous animal experiment. You are hearing it here first, so take it away, Anthony Bellotti. What have you done? Thanks, Jane. And yes, we are very proud today that we can announce the successful end, the closure of the Veterans Administration's Louisville Kitten Lab. So there's been another government cat lab that we've taken down, shut down completely. And it's the end of the treadmill and debraining experiments at the Veterans Administration in Louisville. This is huge. You're looking at uh, just some of the um, data that you got with the Freedom of uh, Information Act request that showed these horrific experiments going on. And I want to play a little bit of what it involves because it is so brutal, so gruesome, and so wasteful and so cruel using our tax dollars that when you see this, you'd say it's out of a horror movie. Just 22 seconds, and then we're gonna get back to the good news that this kind of thing is ending. It's horrifying. Justin Goodman, what the hell is that? And how did you help stop it, at least in one location? Well, starting in 2016, we launched a campaign to expose the use of dogs and cats in experiments at the Department of Veterans Affairs. Uh, the VA has been doing more experimentation on dogs and cats than any other federal agency to date. Uh, and we're doing the most painful and wasteful experiments on dogs and cats. In this particular project at the Louisville Department of Veterans Affairs lab, uh, they were crippling cats by cutting their spinal cords, giving them brain damage, and then putting these decerebrated cats on treadmills who these cats also had their muscles cut in their legs and they were forced to run on treadmills and then killed. Uh, obviously, this is disgusting. It's a waste of taxpayers' dollars. It's incredibly cruel. People who do this type of thing should go to jail for animal abuse, yet we're giving them raises and big new grants. Uh, until White Coat Waste came along, and we've been the first organization in history to completely cut funding for experiments on dogs and cats across a federal, com completely across a federal agency. Uh, thanks to our work with Democrats and Republicans in Congress, thanks to your support since the campaign began uh, over five years ago, we have rallied uh, folks on the center, left and right in Congress to pass legislation completely cutting funding for the abuse of cats and dogs in experiments by the Department of Veterans Affairs. And not only have we ended this recent experiment at the Louisville VA, we have also ended cat experiments at the 
VA hospital in Los Angeles, uh, in Cleveland as well. And we recently announced that we ended the last painful dog tests across the entire Department of Veterans Affairs agency. When we started the campaign about five years ago, the VA was doing the most painful experiments on dogs across the whole federal government. We've recently confirmed that we've recently shut them down completely, and we are close to ending all of the cat testing that's happening at the VA as well. And what I love about you guys is it's bipartisan. You get, you know, look, Republicans and Democrats can't agree on anything right now, but you have gotten them to agree on um, the idiocy of these wasteful experiments and who is paying for it. This is the thing. We are paying for it. Taxpayers are paying for it. You know, we're in a time of economic crisis, inflation. Everybody's lost money. If they're in the stock market, they've lost money. Um, and, and we're wasting billions of dollars on these. I hate to say it, but they're just idiotic. They're not only cruel and barbaric, but they're stupid. How many times do you need to break an animal's spinal cord to see what goes on? They were doing that before Christ. And they're still doing it. So, Anthony Bellotti, I want to play a clip that really shows the kind of extraordinary media attention that you have gotten uh, by appealing to both sides of the aisle. And it's really one of the rarest things that you'll see today in any um, any issue is that Left and right, they both agree that this has got to end. So let's check that out, and then we will talk about it on the other side. A secret lab at the West LA VA using your taxpayer dollars experimenting on cats with sometimes deadly results. Nevada Congresswoman says the Veterans Administration has been performing cruel and unnecessary medical experiments on cats for years, and she wants to stop. NIH Director Francis Collins is stepping down. Collins NIH has funneled millions of taxpayer dollars to fund research in communist China. Collins admitted to funding the Wuhan lab directly in an interview on the radio back in June, contradicting Fauci. A shocking investigation into the FDA is now calling for changes in the way that new drugs are tested. To come up with alternative testing, a lot of your tax dollars will have to be rerouted. You have just scored a major victory ending monkey experiments. This is Gregory. Gregory is one of the rescues from the FDA nicotine experiments. The FDA had nicotine experiments that were costing taxpayers $5.5 million a year. Each year we spend over 15 billion dollars with a B on animal testing. It's positive to see that they're submitting a plan to wean themselves off of painful animal testing. White Coat Waste is teaming up with Congresswoman Nancy Mace to get answers from Dr. Anthony Fauci. So what we've exposed using the Freedom of Information Act is a paradise to pain pipeline for primates that starts at Morgan Island and ends in Dr. Fauci's laboratories. So it's not like there's clear oversight and it's not like the public, the public gets to vote on what they think is ethical or what right. they don't think is White Coat Waste Project is a small nonprofit that has done an incredible job over many years before people were obsessed with Fauci in uniting the left and the right around this cause. Keep on this. Keep us posted on what comes back because I'm sure there's going to be a lot more to this Beagle Gate story and what's going on with the monkeys and Lord knows what else. 
Again, if you're just joining us, we just announced that White Coat Waste has achieved another major victory, shutting down a cat lab run by the Veterans Administration, uh, and you are going to do more of it. We've got a caller on hold, Nilofar from Dallas, Texas. Your question or thought for the guys who run White Coat Waste. Hi. Um, because of the bold works of white coat waste, this animal torture on an exceptional scale, which reflects the unusual cruelty of a model that relies on harming hundreds at minimum for junk science, which stymies progress for human disease. As taxpayer, I am infuriated. And if it wasn't for the success of white coat waste, we wouldn't have known about this. So... My question is, I want to help put an end to this. Are the Texas senators, Cruz and Cornyn, are they aware of this atrocity that fleeces the taxpayer? Um, if not, what do I do? And thank you for your commitment to this very difficult work. Wow. Yes. Yeah, so she's in Texas. She's asking about her representatives, her senators. Uh, bring us up to date, Anthony, on which members of Congress are, are supporting you. Absolutely, and thanks thanks for the question and the, the kind words. Uh, Jane, we're on a mission to get the government out of this dirty business. Get Uncle Sam out of the dog and cat and other animal testing industry. That's our mission. And you saw some of the Republicans and Democrats, right? R's and D's, Republicans, Democrats, Libertarians, Vegetarians, that we can pull together in at the federal level to cut wasteful spending. The message is clear. Stop the money. Stop the madness. You see, uh, for example, Republicans like uh, Congressman Brian Mast in Florida, who is leading the charge to, to strip the VA of its funding for the dog and cat taxpayer-funded torture. You see Democrats like uh, Congresswoman Dina Titus leading the charge, uh, a Democrat from Nevada. So we have a very strong coalition of of left and right because that that's what it's all about. That's why the winds are coming, are forthcoming. That's why they were not forthcoming before we got this started because you can't just talk to one side. That's not how win. That, that's not how winning is done. It's about bringing the left and the right together for consensus, because it's very difficult to do that in Washington. And, and with the right message and the right approach, we're getting these results. We're on a mission to get the cat, get the government out of the dog and cat testing industry. And over the last 40 months, 40 months alone, we've seen the, uh, the destruction of the Los Angeles VA debraining and suffocation experiments. We've seen the destruction of key veterans administration experiments in Cleveland where they're mutilating kittens. Today, with the we're announcing the victory at the Louisville VA, ending the treadmill experiments. We've seen the destruction of the US Department of Agriculture's kitten slaughterhouse, which was the largest, the largest uh, cat and kitten testing laboratory inside the federal government, all in 40 months time. So we're on the verge of ending this nightmare now with 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 the cat and dog uh, experiments inside the government. We're very proud of that, and it's and really the secret sauce is the ability to pull left and right together. Wow, we've got yet another caller, Lindsay, in Los Angeles. Your question or thought? 
Hello, Jane. I just wanted to say as a pet owner, I have cats, uh, just emotionally how, how, you know, horrible it is to see animals being tortured, whether they're dogs or cats or whatever they are. And I'm so glad to hear about this progress. And I just wanted to know, do you think that this will be a catalyst uh, across the, the nation and, and later across the world and animal testing since it does not work uh, testing animals uh, for humans to find uh, cures for diseases. Do you think this will be a catalyst for the rest of the world to uh, wake up? Thank you. Good question. Uh, Justin, take it. Absolutely. What we're doing right now is building a playbook for how to expose to find, expose, and defund wasteful taxpayer animal experimentation. We have investigators who are constantly submitting Freedom of Information Act requests to expose waste and abuse in laboratories. We work with the media to get this stuff out in the open, get viral campaigns like BeagleGate going to educate taxpayers about how the government, not private companies, are the leading cause, the leading culprit of animal testing in the, in the country, in the world actually, and giving people on Main Street and on Capitol Hill the tools to take action and defund this waste and abuse. So that is doing things like these viral tweet storms that we do, getting people on the street, again, working with folks who are Democrats, Republicans, independents, anybody. We're a wide tent organization. We want you to tweet at federal agencies and let them know, let your members of Congress know that you don't want your taxpayers being forced, you don't want to be forced to pay for this waste and abuse in taxpayer-funded laboratories. Uh, and that's a message that's resonating across the country. And we're rallying. We have a coalition that is bigger than ever of members of Congress on the left, right, and center who are currently taking action to cut off laboratories in this country and abroad that are using our tax dollars to torture animals and experiments, dogs, cats, monkeys, mice, rats, rabbits, uh, our campaigns cover all of these species and laboratories all around the world. Uh, and Jane, I just want to bring this back to the fact that you have been so instrumental in getting this work out to the public and rallying folks across the country and around the world to take action and let the U.S. government know that they're sick and tired of being forced to foot the bill for the abuse of animals in laboratories. If we can get the government out of this dirty business, if we can cut taxpayer funding for animal laboratories, there are going to be millions and millions, tens of millions of animals who are going to, we're going to prevent from being tortured in laboratories because two thirds of all test animal testing in this country is being funded by the federal government. What we've done at the Department of Veterans Affairs is create a model that other, we can now bring to other federal agencies to use to get them to phase out these wasteful animal experiments in favor of things that are more productive and a better use of taxpayers' dollars. But right now, despite growing public sentiment, a growing majority of the public opposes animal testing. We know better than ever that animal testing is incredibly wasteful. You have agencies like the NIH and the FDA admitting that. So we have a majority of the public on our side. We have Congress on our side. We have science on our side. And now what we need to do is translate that into effective federal policy to cut this waste and abuse, and that's what we're doing. So here's what I don't understand. Uh, these private companies like the pharmaceutical company, this animal testing is expensive. It's not cheap. So um, 
logically, you'd think if they didn't have to do it, and there are modern methods like organs on a chip that exist, we're in the 21st century, we're not in the feudal uh, medieval times, that they wouldn't want to do it. So maybe they're not pushing it because it's expensive and an organ on a chip would ultimately be a lot cheaper. Um, who is driving this? What? It's always greed, always follow the money. So who is it, Anthony, who is still pushing this? Well, you said it. It's the government. I mean, that's what a white coat is. A white coat is an animal experimenter. And a white coat is a federal uh, agency boss. A white coat is 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 somebody who regulates, overregulates, overspends your money, whether you like it or not, and forces you to pay for animal testing or do it. So, for example, you have white coats at the at the Food and Drug Administration who are forcing, forcing pharmaceutical companies to do this, whether they like it or not, even when their own doctors and, and scientists don't want to do it. Because you said it, it's expensive. So think about it. Justin mentioned that about two-thirds, give or take, of this problem is government funded, right? So you have this $20 billion uh cesspool of government waste, wasteful spending on, on what you're looking at, like we just shut down at the, the Department of Veterans Affairs, funding animal tests like the treadmills. That's part of the equation. That's the biggest part of the equation by far. But there's also this other part of, 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 of the problem, which is regulation, over-regulation, right? So you also so if the government isn't funding the animal tests directly, which it is, which is doing the majority of, it's also forcing private companies to do it too. So even the ones that want to use organs on a chip, high tech, you know, twenty first century stuff, not not nineteenth century uh, you know, animal models, they are forced with the heavy hand of of regulation at the Food and Drug Administration to do this. That that's why pharmaceutical companies are testing at all. It, 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 they're forced to. So okay. a few years ago, yeah. I want to jump in because we got so many people interested in asking you questions. We've got a caller, Theo in Dallas, Texas. Then we've got another one after that. Theo, go ahead. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I had a broader question about like um, animal exper experimentation as a whole. So and and why um like. Could you emphasize a, a bit more on why it's important to not just focus simply on buying, you know, let's say cruelty-free products instead of addressing federal spending? And as a whole, um, mm -hmm. do we know, like, what percentage is the federal government responsible for in comparison to, like, consumer product development? Sure. So, good question. Very, very, very important question. So, in economics, they talk about supply and demand, right? Supply, the supply side, and the demand side of the problem, economics 101. If you shop cruelty-free, if you boycott, if you buy cruelty-free cosmetics, if you, uh, you use the power of the purse and, 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 and do that kind of thing, that's consumer demand, right? That's one part of the equation. Here's the problem though. That does nothing at all. And I mean nothing at all when we're for impacting government spending, because the government's going to spend it whether you whether you shop cruelty free or not. You can't boycott your taxes. Good luck. You can't do it. Doesn't work. 
So what we did at the White Coat Waste Project several years ago is we invented a new model to go right after the supply side, which was pumping out government, wasteful government spending, overregulation, and bailouts for animal testing. That's the supply side, the endless supply and gravy train of the money. You have to cut, if you want to stop taxpayer-funded animal testing, you must stop wasteful government spending. Shopping with your dollars, buying cruelty-free, it's great stuff, but it does nothing for this problem that we're talking about. And unfortunately, the federal government, the government itself, now outspends the private sector two to one, at least two to one. That's what we can prove. So think about that. More than the more than every pharmaceutical company, cosmetics company, or private industry combined, that's the federal government outspends all of them. And to do that, there's only one way to go after that problem, and that's that's why we've had success because we can bring right and left together to stop the money and stop the madness. All right, we've got another caller, Donnie in New York. Your question or thought for uh, the White Coat Waste Team? Yeah, I just want to come back to the FDA for a minute. You know, the I understand that the FDA requires pharmaceutical companies to test on animals before they conduct safety and efficacy studies <coughs> in humans. But in light of the alternatives, have pharma companies pushed back? Or do they have an economic incentive not to change? And also, what about the European Medicines Agency? Are the regulations different there? Justin, you want to tackle some of those? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've, we're working with a pharmaceutical company right now that's kind of the poster child for this problem, a company called Vanda Pharmaceuticals based in Washington, D.C., uh, and they've been developing some new drugs, uh, certain COVID treatments, including certain effective COVID treatments, and have had some of their, uh, one of their products at least, put on hold because the FDA is trying to force them to do tests on dogs that are completely unnecessary, uh, very expensive, very slow, and are not going to provide any data that's useful for people. There was actually a study that came out of Harvard uh, last week or the week before uh, that looked at, they compared the outcomes for a variety of different drugs when they're tested in animals versus being tested in these uh, high-tech organs on a trip that organs on a chip that Jane and others have mentioned. And what they found was is that these new technologies are faster and way more accurate at predicting what's going to happen in people when you put a drug in them versus an animal test. It also found that the pharmaceutical industry stands to make an extra 20 as high as $24 billion a year in extra profits if it switches to using organs on a chip from animal tests because they're more efficient, they're more accurate, they're faster and less expensive. Uh, so actually the industry has a lot of incentives to innovate and move towards the use of this new technology because their shareholders don't like animal testing. Obviously it's bad PR uh, and it's slow and it's wasteful in terms of, you know, just a dollars and cents issue. It's very inaccurate. The NIH and the FDA some of the biggest funders of animal testing in this country both admit regularly that nine out of 10 drugs that pass animal tests fail in humans because they don't work or are dangerous. So whether you're a patient or whether you're a pharmaceutical company, uh, there's a lot of reasons why we should be pushing the government to reform and modernize these regulations because right now the only people that are their benefit benefiting are the white coats who are torturing animals that $20 billion a year industry, the people who make the cages and transport the animals and breed, you know, companies like Invigo that are breeding thousands of puppies to torture and test that are being funded by the federal government. These are the people who are benefiting from this. 
Taxpayers right. are not. I'm going to jump in. We got more callers. Susan in Dallas, Texas, your question or thought? Really Susan. Huge thank you for huge thank you for everything the White Coat Waste does. You guys are just awesome. My, my, my thought was talking about following the money. It seems to me that at least in Dallas, we've noticed that one of the, the big problems is, are, are universities because we've, you know, followed the money there and they make a lot of money from animal experimentation. And we're wondering if there's any thought on the best way to go after universities. Great question. Anthony? Absolutely. And, and you said it follow the money, right? We always have to follow the science, but what we do here is follow the money because we get more results that way. I mean, that that's how we're shutting down the labs is follow the money, stop the money, stop the madness. And and you talk about that money trail. So about, about of, of the government spending, about 90% of it is going in, in what you might call regrants, right? They're, they're taking these grants and, and, and doling it out to the colleges and universities. So that's a massive chunk of change going to white coats and professors on the dole, taking you know, bailouts and handouts for, for, for horrible, horrible, horrible uh, animal testing in, in the schools and universities. About the other 10% of it, about one at, about 10% of it is done in the beltway itself, right? That's what they're doing inside the EPA, USDA, the VA, the, the NI, the C, the SD, that's mostly our focus. We concentrate on the intramural labs as opposed to the extramural labs. The colleges and universities are the extramural labs. We focus on the intramural labs mostly because we can get the biggest bang for the buck, right? If we can shut down a cat lab in the VA, that will have systemic impact across the country and across the United States government. If we shut down a random cat lab at a college, it's wonderful, it's amazing, wonderful for, for the cats, but it doesn't have that kind of strategic import and significance that it does when we shut down a VA or, or a USDA lab, right? Uh, but that said, there are, there are some things you can do and we, and we are doing at, for, for colleges and universities. We started a, a campaign called Rogue Lab Rollback rogue lab rollback. So a lot of these colleges and professors are, 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 are rogue white coats. They violate the law. They violate federal transparency laws and disclosure laws. Taxpayers have a right to know how our money is being spent. Taxpayers have a right to know who's paying the bills, and who's cashing the checks for these animal experiments. And what we discovered a few years ago was that a lot of these college professor types and, and white coats at, in, in Texas and across the country, California, New Jersey, everywhere. They're violating something that's uh, uh, laws on the books called the Stevens Amendment, in which they have to put a price tag on, on their PR, right? When they're, when they're doing their public relations about, about these animal experiments, a lot of the times they fail to completely violate the law by failing to talk about how much money they're actually spending. And they need to be doing that. It, it's, the, it's, it's the law. So our Rogue Lab rollback campaign has been working with uh, Republicans and Democrats in Congress to, to enforce that, to put some teeth into, into uh, federal legislations. We're pushing bills like, like the Cost Act in, in, in Congress right now to, to punish these defiant professors who who violate the law and so forth. It's good because you know, sunshine is really the best disinfectant. And right. we're trying to enforce these transparency laws to do that. I want to jump in and get one more caller in. 
quick question, quick answer before a break. Jose in Arlington, Texas, your question or thought for White Coat Waste. Thank you, Jane, and thank you to the White Coast Waste Program. I'm very upset to recently find out that my tax money is going towards this horrible cruelty. Um, what are your future plans for exposing this atrocity? And what can we do as uh, taxpayers to help stop this huge, huge unethical treatment of these poor animals and uh, demand change? Uh, what a great question. Thank you, Jose. Justin? Well, one thing everyone can do, uh, as long as you have access to a computer or a cell phone, is follow us on social media. We are constantly putting out calls for action, asking people to contact federal agencies and contacting their members of Congress to hold them accountable. Remember, our job as a taxpayer watchdog group, as a government watchdog group, is to hold not only these federal agencies that are wasting our money on animal testing accountable, but holding our members of Congress accountable and making sure they're doing their, their decisions reflect how us taxpayers feel. So the most important thing you can do right now is follow at White Coat Waste on every social media platform. Visit our website, whitecoatwaste.org, and you're going to see dozens of ways where you can get active and let make your voice heard and let Congress know you don't want your money wasted on barbaric and ineffective animal experiments. All right, we're going to take a very short break on Voice America Radio, but we're going to stay right here on Facebook on our Unchained TV streaming network. Uh, so we'll be back in a moment on Voice America Radio. Stay right there. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Connect with us, and we'll connect with you. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on LinkedIn. Get the first word about happenings with the network, where our next live event will be, and what's up with our hosts. Look up Voice America on LinkedIn. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. Welcome back to Unchained TV on Voice America Radio. I'm Jane Velez Mitchell, and you are now re-entering a portal to a transformative way of living. That is right. We are here on Unchained TV. We are a streaming network, which you can download for free on your phone. Just go to your app store and put in Unchained TV, one word, Thousands of videos on this subject, Compassion to Animals. We are also 
available on your television via your Roku device, your Amazon Fire Stick, or your Apple TV device. And we are available on social media. You could just go to UnchainedTV.com where this is playing live right now and will continue to play. We have breaking news for you, White Coat Waste. And we've got the leaders of the team on with us right now have announced a major victory against cruel, barbaric, wasteful, and unnecessary animal experimentation going on by our government. Anthony Bellotti, for those just joining us, tell us again, what have you done? Jane, we have shut down the $1.3 million uh, treadmill torture experiments at the Louisville VA. At the Department of Veterans Affairs in Louisville, we have ended the cat and kitten experiments in which in which these small cats are debrained, they are mutilated, they are forced to run on treadmills. So the funding has ended. We have ended the experiments. Uh, it's absolutely fantastic. And I want to play a 20-second clip that is is really out of a horror movie. This is what your tax dollars and mine are being used for. Let's stop it because this kind of thing is going on. You've had an amazing victory at this one veterans administration facility, but we need to end it everywhere, which they are trying to do. Justin, I mean, they've done this not once. It would be bad enough, but this cat has been debrained and stuck on some kind of treadmill. And, you know, you've mentioned to me before that the U.S. government loves to put animals on treadmills. They put every kind of animal on a treadmill and run them till they collapse. It's it's sick and it's it boggles my mind that this is still allowed to happen today. How many more of these crazy treadmill experiments are there out there to shut down? So we've ended a series of treadmill experiments actually at the VA on animals. Just again, at the VA alone, we've ex ended experiments at the VA where they were taking puppies and injecting latex in their arteries to give them heart attacks and then forcing them to run on treadmills to stress their hearts. Those were maximum pain experiments we were funding where there were the, obviously the dogs were being given painful heart attacks and pain relief was being completely withheld. We passed first ever legislation in the state of Virginia to cut off state funding. And then we passed historic legislation on the federal level, the first of its kind, directing the VA to phase out the use of dogs, cats, and primates in experiments by 2025. And that is why we're seeing this remarkable progress. We passed this historic legislation. And now the VA, which was once doubling down on this testing, has come around after pressure from White Coat, pressure from taxpayers across the country, pressure from Congress, and said, we are completely committed to this plan to getting rid of dog, cat, and primate testing in the next few years. So we're seeing these, prog pro these programs, these wasteful, cruel programs dropping like flies now, and the VA is embracing alternatives that are more effective, uh, more cost-effective, and obviously more humane. Um, so this is part of a broader campaign that we're leading to set a precedent at the Department of Veterans Affairs and show other federal agencies that if they care enough to take a look at the wasteful stuff they're funding, there's a better way to go. 
a better way that will make people, you know, make taxpayers happy, make Congress happy, help animals and improve public health. Anthony Bellotti, I want to ask you about the NIH. So we know that the National Institutes of Health is one of the biggest promoters of cruel and unnecessary animal experimentation. And Francis Collins has recently resigned. He was very pro-vivisection, according to reports that I've read. Where does that stand? Is there a new NIH director? Is there a successful effort to get the NIH to bring in people who are uh, for modern methods so, so you don't have all these decision makers basically being a bunch of vivisectors? The NIH is a cesspool. It was a cesspool then, it's a cesspool now, and it'll probably be a cesspool tomorrow. They are the biggest spender in the world on this problem. They are what you would call on Wall Street, the market maker, right? They are Goldman Sachs, they are Deutsche Bank, they are JP Morgan, you know, they are the investment bank. They are the market maker for animal testing. They are the biggest and the worst. Half of their budget is going for this problem. So Francis Collins, Fauci, they were all terrible. They were all terrible on this. And, you know, Fauci's replacement was just, uh, was it was his deputy, who we, we just broke the news only a, a couple days ago about Fauci's replacement. He's terrible too, and covered up, uh, instrumental in covering up the lab leak and, and, and all of that. And, and so look, so Jane, you know, unfortunately the truth is they are horrible. And I don't see a ton of promise at that at the NIH. I, I just don't see it. And it's up to us. It's up to White Coat Waste Project. It's up to Democrats and Republicans in Congress. It's up to your audience. It's up to animal lovers, liberty lovers, and, and taxpayers across the country who are fed up, fed up with this government waste and this culture of corruption at the NIH. Because no, I don't think that the, I do not have any confidence that the culture is changing over there. I think it's corrupt. I think it's disgusting. I think they're. I think they. They think your money and my money is an entitlement. They think it's an entitlement, like social security, and they're going to treat it that way. And they're going to force you to pay for the worst for for experiments we don't like, don't need, and don't want. And that's not going to change. It's up to us to make it change. All right, we've got another caller. Wow, today this has hit a nerve. So let's go to Charles in Texas. Your question or thought for White Coat Waste. Hello, can you hear me all right? Yes, we can. Go ahead. Thank you guys for the wonderful work you've been doing. Um, and then, and then also, I'm an animal rights activist. I usually hold signs and shout at people. Um, I'm curious. How did you guys make this happen? How did you guys stop these experiments? How, how did you use the donation money? Well, what's your process? So we have, a, we have an acronym for that, FED. Find FED, right? We do federal public policy, federal advocacy. We work in Congress at the federal level in Washington, D.C. FED. Taxpayers are fed up. Find, expose, defund. Step one, find government waste investigative research, follow the money. We've got our team, we comb through databases and paper trail and Freedom of Information Act requests all day long. We find government waste. Step two, we expose it. That's what we're doing here today. That's what we've been doing for years with Jane and, and, and the national media to get the word out. With uh, Taxpayers have a right to know, so we've got to get the word out in the media and we advertise. So we do press and advertising and we expose government waste and then we defund it. 
that's bring bring it full circle. We defund the waste, right? We cut the purse strings, right? It's not a red issue. It's not a blue issue. It's a green issue. It's money. And if you, and if animal experiments can be funded, they can be defunded. So we lobby, right? We walk the halls of Congress on your behalf. That's what we do. We go up and down. We knock on their doors. We we bring we build coalitions in Congress. We build coalitions on the outside. With with we bring in uh, uh, partners and coalition groups. Uh, animal lovers, liberty lovers, to come together and weigh in and tell Congress we don't want to do this. And, to, and we push legislation. We 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 do grassroots advocacy. We build uh, three million uh, three million of our members all the time to weigh in for different public policy, and and that's what we do. That's that's the secret sauce: find, expose, defund, fed. I love it. Now let me ask you a question. At a certain point, it, you're shutting down this one horrific experiment with the take the cat's brains out and put them on a treadmill, all this nonsense, which has absolutely nothing to do with veterans or veterans affairs. I mean, think about it. The, the, these, these men and women who have been injured and sacrificed their lives in many cases to defend our country, instead of giving the money to them for therapy, for physical therapy, for emotional therapy, they're torturing cats and dogs and monkeys instead? Outrageous, absolutely outrageous. When does it become embarrassing? Like, do other agency heads look at this and go, ooh, that made them look bad. We shouldn't do this anymore because it will make us look bad if they find, if they do a Freedom of Information Act. By the way, some of these things that I put the clips up of, those were obtained by Freedom of Information Act requests, like, this document, and there were hundreds of them. I can only upload a few, but this kind of thing you've gotten from Freedom of Information Act requests, which they fight like crazy. They don't want you to have this information. So do you think there's like a contagion effect where some of these other torturers go, eh, this isn't a good look, Justin? Absolutely. And we've had success with certain agency chiefs, you know, uh, the former head of the EPA, Andrew Wheeler, uh, made history in the Trump administration, he set a hard deadline for ending all animal testing at the EPA. Uh, on the flip side of that, you have someone like the old VA secretary who we had to go to the mat with and have a big public fight with because he was doubling down on dog testing at the VA while Congress, the former secretary of the VA and veterans around the country were rallying to stop it. So he became you know, the, the poster child for waste and abuse in the government other agency heads are looking and say, I don't want to be Robert Wilkie. I want to be, a, you know, an Andrew Wheeler or Scott Gottlieb at the FDA who shut down the nicotine addiction experiments on monkeys that we exposed a few years ago. You know, most we talked a little bit about um, required animal testing for pharmaceutical companies, which is a, a proportion, a smaller proportion of what happens in the U.S. to animals in laboratories. The overwhelming majority of animal testing that is happening in this country is not only federally funded, so funded by taxpayers, but it is undertaken voluntarily. No one is forcing these white coats at colleges and universities to test on animals. Knowing is, no one is forcing these agencies to fund it. It's voluntarily, voluntary. They're doing it by choice. So what our job to do, what our job is at White Coat Waste Project and our advocates around the country is to create a climate where they do not want to make that choice, whether it's because they're afraid of Congress coming after them, or they don't want the PR that's inevitable, or they don't want angry calls from taxpayers across the country asking them what the hell they're doing with their money. 
you know, we showed with with the NIH and Anthony Fauci's division. I mean, they had to shut down their phones for days because people were called. Thousands of people were calling them about BeagleGate when we exposed that they were uh, funding experiments where they were putting beagles in mesh cages and feeding them to you know hungry sandflies to get infected. I mean, that creates just a, a wave of outrage across this country and really disrupted the NIH. So again, our job is to create a climate where they say, we don't want that outcome. We want people to be proud of what they're funding and happy with what we're doing. And we don't want to be pissing off members of Congress. How can we do that? The answer is simple. Stop funding wasteful taxpayer animal experiments. There's alternatives out there. People don't want to be funding these experiments in the first place. There's a path forward. Look what the EPA did. Look what the VA did. You know, right now, the NIH, the biggest funder of animal testing in the world, is really at odds with where other agencies stand right now. They've made less progress than anyone else towards towards moving away from wasteful taxpayer-funded animal experiments. And that's why we're working with Congress, because we're going to have to force them, because they're not going to come along willingly. We're working with Congress on legislation to just cut their funding for experiments on dogs, for example, so they don't have the option anymore of torturing dogs in, gov in government labs with our money. We just take that option away by cutting the funding off. When we talk about colleges and universities, that's a, you know, that's a point there too. By the, by the time the money gets to the college and the universities, it's too late. The checks have been cashed. And that's why we have to defund them before the problem. We have to stop the problem before it starts. We've got yet another caller, Kushagri in Texas. Your question or thought for White Coat Waste Team here today. Yeah. Oh, hey, yes. Um, Go ahead. Yes. Yep. Yeah, so... Basically, my question was: I was I was reading one of the um, article on DoSomething.org, and um, there were some points like you know that really caught my attention. So one of the points was um, like labs that use mice, rats, birds, reptiles, and amphibians are exempted from minimal protection under the Animals Welfare Act. And one of the other points was like even uh, even animals like you know that are protected under the AWA Animal Welfare Act can be abused and tortured. And the law doesn't require the use of valid alternatives to animals, even if they are available. So, while like you know, I mean, today it's a it's a great step, like you know, that we have got such a victory um, um, on animal testing, on animal abuse. But at the same time, do you think like we need to do more, like you know, around the core element, like the Animal Welfare Act, like you know, if it is having like you know some loopholes, then. Um, those loopholes might need to be patched, like in first place, so that like you know some Wait, other organizations are not using that. Say, I want to jump in and say you've raised some really good points. We only have about four minutes, so I want to give these gentlemen a chance to answer. Uh, go ahead, Justin, and we've got a caller after that, so go ahead quickly. Yeah, yes to all of the above. We need to strengthen our laws. We're suing the NIH right now over a, a, a related loophole where. Uh, the NIH funds over 300 animal labs in foreign countries and completely exempts them from oversight that, US, that is required of U.S. labs. We're, we're, we filed a lawsuit with a group based in L.A. actually called Advancing Law for Animals. Uh, we're working on this foreign animal lab loophole to shut it because it's illegal and it's letting these foreign labs off the hook and letting them torture animals with tax dollars with no oversight. So, yes, uh, the, the laws in this country do not reflect the current state of science. They don't reflect the current state of public thinking about animal testing, and they need to be reformed dramatically, and that's what we're trying to do. All right, we got Sarah in Atlanta. Your question or thought? Thanks for making it quick. Hi, I just have a question. Do you have a list of colleges and universities that test on animals, and 
is that something that on a college application that they could possibly put that on an application saying, you know, uh, this place tests on animals and let them know, like be transparent. Thank you. Anthony. That's a good, (laughs) that's a really good question. Can we put that on college application? I haven't thought of that one. Interesting. You looking for a job? We're hiring. (laughs) (laughs) But in all, in all seriousness, look, honestly, most of them do. Most of them do. And most of them have gotten, and if they weren't doing, so the answer is most of them do. And the ones that weren't doing it before, many of them are getting into this dirt, this dirty business now because they're, they're following the money too. And they smell that green. And if they weren't in the in animal testing industry before, they're getting into it because until you, you got to stop the money, stop the madness. It's the only thing that's going to stop this problem. I want to say that I went to NYU and they call me every so often and they want money I give to animal groups, <laughs> primarily what I can give. But um, I always say, as long as you're experimenting on animals, I want nothing to do with any kind of alumni, anything. So I think we need people who are opposed to animal experimentation also contacting these universities and saying, you're trashing your name. I mean, are we, last question, are we about to hit a tipping point with this? Because, you know, it's it's one thing when, if you're, to use probably a bad analogy, when, when cars came along that some people were still um, trotting around in horses delivering whatever, but if they're still trotting around in horses today, after a century of cars, um, then you're really cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Is there a moment where people in Congress finally say, you know, this is ridiculous. This is absurd. I, I, I think so, Jane. I think we're there now. I'm more optimistic and excited about the future than ever before. I got into this issue because I worked in an animal testing lab when I was 17 years old. I was horrified. I didn't pay taxes. I, I didn't know it was taxpayer funded. I didn't know anything about that. I just didn't like what I was seeing, what they were doing to the pigs around me, right? And I, and I dedicated my life to this problem. And in the last few years with this organization, I am more optimistic about the future than ever before, right? Look, for the first time, animal testing, the first time ever, it is high politics in Washington, right? You have Republicans like Rand Paul, you have Democrats like Dina Titus, one, you know, working together to common good, to cut the, to stop the money and stop the menace from the FDA, from cutting FDA red tape to, to uh, defunding and defeating Fauci's beagle experiments to COVID origins. It's all, it's all coming together now around wasteful spending is the problem. And that's why I'm more optimistic than ever before. Well, I do have to say you guys are my heroes And I do a lot of work with a lot of different groups and they're all heroes in my mind. And some of them are incredibly effective. I'd say most of them are incredibly effective focusing on their issue, whether it's a sanctuary, whether it's PETA, whether it's, you know, the list goes on and on. But you guys are like a strike force because you are a very small organization compared to some bigger organizations, but you move like... Uh, the Navy SEALs going in there and just targeting. You know, what is your magic sauce, Justin? I think we are just uh, lean and mean fight. We're a lean, mean fight machine. And we've got people who care deeply, who are very dedicated, and are, we are single, you know, we have a single focus. You know, some other organizations have a wider, a broader, broader mission. 
Uh, we have such a singular focus on cutting taxpayer dollars for animal testing that allows us to bring all of our time, energy, and other resources to bear to fight against the problem of wasteful spending on animal experimentation. Uh, and we have people, you know, what's nice is we also have a diversity of views at White Coat from all different political standpoints, from all different areas of expertise, whether it's, you know, animal advocacy or elsewhere. So we've really brought some great minds together, compassionate, passionate, smart people who are tapping into this feeling that's existed for a long time in the public that this is not a partisan issue. This is something that we can all work together on, agree as a problem, work towards a solution. And we're seeing that it works. And whitecoatwaste.org. Go there, donate, get involved. You have many instances where you say, call this representative, call this agency. And those calls do count. Uh, they really do. And a lot of times, you know, the people who are, uh, taking those calls, they're not the bad guys. They're just somebody hired to take the calls. A lot of times they express sympathy with you, with the cause when you call them. So it's going to take a village. We can't leave it to these two incredible gentlemen alone. We all have to get involved. I would urge you, please go to whitecoatwaste.org. Sign up. Donate if you can. Every little bit helps. Uh, I am a huge supporter of this organization. I love the fact that it's bipartisan because we all know it's very hard for Democrats and Republicans to agree on anything in today's climate. And the one thing they can agree on is this. This is the bipartisan issue that will bring people together because we are supposedly a nation of animal lovers. And these outliers who are torturing animals need to be held to account we need to modernize. This is way past due. Make it happen, guys. I know you are. Congratulations on your breaking news. And of course, everybody, you gotta check out Unchained TV. Download the free app. Talk to you next time. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you'll join Jane Velez Mitchell for the next edition of her program next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Meanwhile, have a peaceful week.